Hello and welcome to my latest podcast. It is Thursday the 17th of May and it's my birthday. Woohoo! So quite a few things to cover today. I'm going to talk about YouTube and how the vlog went so far and talk about some headshots that I did recently for a work colleague. Uh, one that I did on an impromptu basis for my daughter. A rotary event that I attended and with some great feedback. A note about really how you should be prepared professionally for what you do and then look ahead to a workshop that I'm going to on Saturday. So uh, apart from the fact that it's my birthday, another year older, but hey-ho, that's what it is. We all get them. Uh, YouTube. So the Budapest vlog was posted a few weeks back. Uh, had some good comments, um, some views of about 100, I think, at the moment. I think more is required uh, in future. So there, there's something that I want to do, which I can do as it is, which is to put a decent, catchy thumbnail pick on there. I just use one of the stills, uh, which is what some people do. You can actually get them generated via YouTube just as part of the process. But what I wanted to do was actually put something that's got a bit more oomph to it, a bit more catchy. And I know some of these can border on the clickbait, but you know I think this is something that, that I, I want to work on. And it can also form part of the style, so that's something to do in the next few days. It, it's not an urgent thing, it's just as and when. So, headshots, a uh, really good session recently with uh, a, a guy that I work with. So I'd put a note out on social media about wanting to build my portfolio and offering to do some free headshots. And uh, this guy took me up on the offer, so we agreed the date and he travelled up. And I was all prepared. Uh, it was actually the first use of my new uh, AD600 Pro studio lights and Firstly, I'd say that they were absolutely excellent, really impressed with them. And actually, the, the speed thing to set them up. So they held their charge well from when I charged them a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and mounted them on the stands, added the modifiers, um, fired them up, battery on full. And I, to, to be honest, I didn't even need to check them throughout the, the shoot. It was fine. But one of the things that I'd, I'd aim for, apart from just trying to nail decent headshots for him, was to work on my timing discipline. And I said, look, I want to try and do this in, say, an hour and a half, um, which will include a break for a cuppa and a chat. And uh, we kept to that just inside it, actually. Um, I think in the end I probably gave him about 60-odd pictures to choose from, and he's, he's still deciding at the moment on what to favourite. And with those favourites, I do a final edit and then let him have a few. Um, I didn't do it as strictly as I might do as advertised on my website, but, you know, this was uh, good for him, good for me as part of the process. Uh, tethering works well. Uh, I just used an Amazon USB cable from from the camera into a MacBook Air, and that worked quite well. Actually, I, I, I you know, this is all about learning, isn't it? So one of the things I found afterwards that I could have done, perhaps two things, but firstly... Um, you know the lazy Susans that you can get? Typically I have them in Chinese restaurants, middle of the table, spin them around with all the different dishes on. Uh, well, we've got one, a, an Ikea one. And I only thought when I was tidying that away from use later in the day that I could have used that to be generally pointing towards me and then to rotate and point towards him. And actually there's enough real estate on that area to uh, to easily put the, the hard drive that I was using, the GTEC. So... I'll I'll probably do that next time. 
Second option is about use of AirPlay onto the TV screen. Um, so apologies if there's any notification noises coming in. Um, so yeah, the the AirPlay option I think might be something that we do at the end uh, when we're or maybe partway through in a break, just so you can see in full screen on its glory, or all its glory, what it looks like now. I guess there's a bit of caution there because we've got a 4K TV, 55 inch screen. Uh, it won't take any prisoners for unedited images. Um, so it, there's a risk there that it might look too detailed. Uh, the MacBook Air is the original definition, so not Retina. And that gives you probably a little bit more leeway. But I really enjoyed the session. Uh, we tried different styles. It was generally corporate, so perhaps looking for two social media types. One would be a more serious LinkedIn perhaps, and the other one would be for just other social media presence. Uh, so, and, and the guy that, that I shot for, he was actually on Only Connect um, in the my most recent series, I think. And uh, his current social media picture is some stills that they took there. So uh, he felt it just need a bit of a, a refresh. So, yeah, really pleased. Used Pixie Set again to deliver the photos. Did them within an hour or so of him uh, leaving. And... Uh, and that's one of the things that I, I guess it may not always be possible to keep up with to do a quick edit and and share, but uh, I, you know certainly something I'm going to aim for. So that that went really well. So while I was set up, I'd said to my daughter, you know, do you want a nice headshot? She was going out for the evening, and uh, I I did one, and it you know I probably did about a dozen shots, and one in particular stood out, which I posted. And it got some really good traction. It was uh, liked quite heavily on Instagram and via my Facebook page. Some really nice comments. There's a little thing that might be worth looking at the picture to see if you can spot. I'm not going to give too much away, but there's a feature in that picture uh, that's perhaps not normal. Um, it's a bit of a clue, a bit of a riddle, rather. So if you have a look at it on either my Instagram or on my Facebook page, then maybe comment, let me know, see if you can find out what the little feature is. So that was good. So the following day, it was quite a busy weekend for photography. We were invited some time ago, just to lead into this, to an afternoon tea to raise money for Alzheimer's and dementia. And this is at a local golf club run by Rotary. And what they were doing was bringing in two of the local Rotary groups together uh, to run this event. Uh, I think it was something they did last year and, and it was really successful. So it's an afternoon tea, so sandwiches, cakes and scones and all that sort of stuff. And there's some dancing and raffle and all that sort of good stuff. And the the performer, Paolo Freitas, was excellent. So singer with some backing tapes, um, but he was a really genuine guy from Madeira originally. And uh, it was it was good to sort of have a chat with him and obviously I guess we were there in a certain capacity uh, of supporting and professionals and um, yeah we got on really well and he was really good really good so Paolo Freitas and it was an interesting one from a photography perspective so I'd, I'd asked in advance as to you know would it be okay to take my camera so that was via the people that invited us. And they cleared it with the president uh, of the organisation, or the main organisation, I think it was the West Wickham one. And um, she said, yeah, great, no problem at all. So I introduced myself to her. And, um, you know, a lot of my indoor stuff, I don't use flash. And it was, 
first outing for the Lasterlite Easy Bounce flashcard. I must admit, I didn't persevere with it, and I should have, so I'm going to need to do some practice with that. But in one case, in one of the rooms, there was a high-ish pitched ceiling, so you couldn't really bounce from that. One of the rooms had a flat white ceiling, fine, no, no issues bouncing with that. And then it was even higher, sort of double height ceiling for the main area where the, where the singer was and where the dancing took place. One thing that did land in my favour was that there was a staircase leading up to a minstrel's gallery that looked down on the dance floor, so I was able to get some aerial shots of the, the folk dancing, which, uh, which was really good fun. So I went for the usual uh, group shots, people just enjoying themselves, uh, table with the raffle prizes on, did a couple of um, open aperture ones for the cakes, uh, to set the scene and then obviously some of the raffles, some of the dancers. But also I took my uh, 7200 on the D3S, one of my absolute favourite combos, certainly for the indoor and event stuff. And got some really nice reportage style shots from people who were just having fun, enjoying themselves, interacting, lifting a glass of beer, whatever it might be. And I was really pleased with those results. And uh, so I think it was my usual number. I always hit about three or 400 for almost anything I do. Uh, for those type of events so it was it was about that sort of number um edited them down to around about 80 odd uh, just to keep it sensible it's it's a job to know what is a good number but i thought well actually that gives a good selection uh, not too many you know similar shots in there and just give them something to look at so shared the pictures with the people who invited us and with the president and got some absolutely superb feedback so i'm, I'm actually going to quote from the email so bearing in mind the context of this, we were invited as guests, we obviously paid our money that went towards the hosting and the charity contribution, um, but I was on my feet pretty much the whole time. So feedback from uh, from the president was as follows. Thank you firstly for supporting our tea party, which I hope you managed to enjoy whilst taking photos and acknowledgement there to the fact that it was on my feet. And the next bit, which uh, which for me was uh, so so humbling almost, which was, uh, thank you also most sincerely for the photos, which are the best I've ever seen of a Rotary event. We must remember to invite you to all our events, and if I hear of any events that need a photographer, I will certainly recommend you. So, you know, when an email like that lands, superb. Um, so Paolo and I gave our time for free. Uh, this is a charity fundraiser. Um, if we probably charged it would have almost wiped it out i guess I, I don't know what his fees are so and what she mentioned in a further interaction was that he's actually obtained quite a few bookings on the back of doing similar things in the past so i suppose it's an opportunity a huge opportunity and an advert um so you've still got some pressure of needing to get the shots needing to interact and have the right relationships and the right communication with the right people um be respectful so all of those good things that you would do as a professional but you know it's not like well we've paid x amount therefore we expect y amount you know that that wasn't um it wasn't the case here so uh and i think you know that's how i took it uh, i i i've learned from it uh, a few things one about you know i need to perhaps persist a bit more of these amounts flashcards and i'm, I'm going to need it again in a couple of weeks time at a friend's uh, wedding um or at least you know have some good alternatives but uh, that's that's on camera flash for you you know it'll always uh, offer those things but i think what from if you take it from the whole workflow perspective the thing that was the most important to me was how prepared i was professionally prepared 
So having two cameras, lenses and spares in the bag, etc., and obviously the batteries and cards, all that standard stuff, meant that I was kind of professionally prepared from an equipment perspective. I had experience of events, so you know, not something exactly like that, but enough to get a feel. And it meant that I could go in there and actually just focus on the type of shots that I wanted. And then after the event, uh, you know, I've, I'm already set up here with the cloning of discs, with the uploads to Backblaze and Amazon Prime. And so I can kind of fire and forget those to a degree. But also the the linking or the plug-in from uh, Lightroom into PixieSet meant that it was really easy to just draw out the gallery. And then really you just need a, you need an email address and then you can just put a, a fairly standard email or a specific message that you might want to put in an email to the client and I think all of those things meant that I was able to turn that around by I think about 9 30 in the evening so probably about three hours I suppose give or take um with your cup of tea here and there three hours from coming in with 400 images on on the card cards and uh ingesting them editing them down and when I say edits these are basic edits some crops some some minor exposure tweaks nothing too too heavy um so I I think I took away a huge positive from that um but it's you know it's that work that you do when you're not actually out on a shoot the setting up you know so my pixie set account is set up it's got payment uh information all there it's all good to go I can take apple pay I can do all sorts of things um, in this case, I'm letting them download for free. So just giving them the pins and passwords and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it, it, you know, you, you kind of, you, you get rewarded for that because you don't have to think about it when you're doing the shoot. I could just think about well, what do I want to, what do I want to achieve here? Um, what do I think the client wants to achieve? Have a conversation when necessary, go with your gut, go with your experience, go with your eye and, uh, and on this occasion, and I would hope on any future occasion for similar type events, it will be a very happy customer at the end of it. Uh, she did say about using a shot to back up a newspaper article. Um, I explained, because someone had flagged her concern about copyright. I said, well, look, you know, copyright is owned by the photographer at the moment you press the button. Um, but I granted her by email uh, a sort of editorial use license for, for an image or two. And again, I've got no issues with that. They're not going to take the, the mickey. It's a charity fundraising organisation. And, you know, they gave me a, an opportunity, perhaps not um, you know, unbeknown, I suppose, in some ways. I mean, it was just good for them, good for me. It was a real win-win. Um, so, yeah, it just ended up being a really great afternoon. And, uh, you know, if, if we get the article published, I'll ask her to send, send a copy of it to me um, with a credit, of course. I said that's important that I get that credit, so... Yeah, really good. That led me on to one other thing that I was thinking about recently. So uh, in terms of shoots like this, um, you know, do you go for the fee? Do you go for just the downloads? And uh, it it made me think long and hard. Um, And also from a a recent experience in in real terms, that actually if someone, and this is for non-charity, so charity I think it always has to be a discussion and done on its merits but you know if there's a separate shoot where someone's going to likely um need to uh, you know use those images in some capacity they they might say up front yeah we'll buy images from you from your website afterwards okay 
great, nice if, if that happens. But alternatively, that may not happen. So you go to an event, you're not the only photographer there. Enough people take them, they're not looking at them or the finished images that people may share with them on, you know, iPhones and stuff. They're not looking at those with the photographers either, just saying, actually, yeah, that captures an image, someone's dancing, someone's laughing, someone's shaking hands, whatever it might be. And uh, the photographer who's hired to actually produce these images, pay for the client gallery site, pay for the storage, pay for their own tuition and experience and all that sort of stuff, gets nothing. So... My future model will be completely and utterly to charge a fee. So um, need to do some work on what that fee will be and, you know, the minimum time that I would expect to, to go and, and cover an event because it's going to be different for evenings or daytime. But it's a commitment then. Another commitment that you would have to deliver or I would have to deliver as a photographer, but also they've made an investment, so they're going to want to return for that investment probably more likely to buy from you at the end of it because again they've made that that deal that arrangement with you but if they don't you've still got some money and some some pay, payments for committing your time and effort and your fixed costs for managing images so that's my model going forward and uh if people say oh you know, I wouldn't we didn't get that with the last guy I said well fine we'll go go with the last guy you know it's this isn't designed to upset people it's just to try and be a bit more transparent um you wouldn't go and engage in a, a professional um body or a i don't know let's use an example of a musician you know can you do three hours at this event this evening please um We'll, we'll we'll give we'll put a good word in for you we'll we'll help share some cards and we'll say contact you for bookings afterwards but we're not going to pay you but are you going to do it unlikely perhaps unless you're starting out want to get your name out there but i think you've, if, if you've established yourself if you've had enough experience to show that you're good at what you do you charge a fee otherwise you'll be known as the free photographer forever uh, very difficult to shake off so that's something that i learned and something that will happen going forward so, finally, this week, what's coming ahead? So, well, actually, before this week, so today, being my birthday, we're going to go out and use our National Trust membership, and we're going to go to Chartwell, which is the home of Winston Churchill near Westrum. Not too far away, about half an hour or so. Um, so, really looking forward to that. That's not going to be a proper shoot in terms of uploading to stock, mainly because National Trust get... Uh, uh, well, I think they've, they've changed a bit with their scheme. You can get a license, but um, I'm not I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking to enjoy my day and to capture some shots here and there. So that'll be a nice, simple, you know, D810, 2470 lens, and probably that's it. So going over there. Uh, then this, this Saturday, massive event on um, the Headshot course in... Uh, headshot, that was not Headshot. Headshot course in Wimbledon. Um, you thought I was going to say the Royal Wedding? No, the Royal Wedding's on, great. Uh, people enjoy watching those sort of occasions. I'd probably flick it on if I was eating my sandwich at the time, if I was home or back from golf normally. But, uh, you know, I'd arranged this. I actually put it back from the 12th to the 19th, um, but I was more than happy to attend that. So um, Sue's out doing a, a workshop, Actors Workshop in London, and um, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. So it's 10 till 4 maximum class size of six and i think i looked on their site last night i think they might still have some slots available so it should be uh, an opportunity to get lots of lots of questions lots of discussion going 
come away with some images for the portfolio. So, you know, primarily this is what I'm working on. It's portraits and headshots covering different bases within that. And uh, I, I really, really am excited about attending this course on Saturday. So that's something to talk about in my future podcast. So I will sign off now and thank you once again for listening. So contact details. So www.philswallow.com for my website. My Twitter is philswallowpho2, so P-H-O-2. I'm philswallowphoto on Instagram and philswallowphoto on my Facebook page. And in the meantime, uh, have a great time, happy snapping, and I'll speak to you all again soon.